guys, welcome to my podcast, Classy AF, but she likes to cuss a lot. I am your host and mindset coach, Dante Roche. This is a big day because it is the first time I am video recording this and putting it on YouTube. So if you're joining me from YouTube, welcome to the very first episode on here. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're listening to just the audio on all the places you find podcasts, Thank you for joining me, whether it's your first time or you've been here before. I like to just like dive right into things most of the time. Today, I want to talk about minimalism and clutter and the effects on your mind and your health in general, but obviously I want to focus a lot on the mindset since that's what your girl does as a mindset coach. So I want to share a little bit about my story and how I've been working on minimalism and being clutter-free and just the effects I've seen uh, that have on my life and then share some tips for you and some nuggets I got from the experts, WebMD, on how it can also negatively affect your health. So Without further ado, I would say I've been pretty minimalistic most of my life. I think I get that from my mom. She, We had those homes growing up because she was really into interior design that were looked like a model home. Like, you know, our friends would come over and be like, oh, you look like, this looks like a model home. Like, almost like, do people live here? Like, there was a basket or a cabinet or a drawer for everything. Like, when you were done with the TV remote, you put in this little basket. So like people didn't see it when you're done with the like sponge, you put it like below the sink like every time. Um, And that kind of was annoying, but it looked amazing. It did really look nice. So uh, I think I just kind of learned to carry that on when I moved out on my own. And I'm just naturally, I think, a minimalistic person for those reasons and generally clean. But we'll talk about not why why I'm not like 100% super clean all the time. Number one, because I'm a human being, but I'll talk more about that. So I think, um, yeah, just always not been into a lot of stuff. Um, but when I bought my first house, it was like a three bedroom, two bath, and that's a lot of space for one person. I was like 25, 26 when I bought the place and it was hard to fill it with stuff. Like, uh, it's expensive, meaning like financially it was difficult to fill it. Um, and so I just naturally there was like one bedroom that just had a bed in it and maybe a little nightstand and the other bedroom had nothing in it for like the longest time. It even took me eight months to like get it to a place where I thought it was cute enough to like invite people over. But anyways, I filled with lots of like tchotchkes and things from like home goods and all the places that I love to find home decor and stuff. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, fast forward about uh, five, six years after living there. Again, I didn't have tons of stuff. It wasn't like stuff was like coming out of my ears. You know, it was just me. So it's not like I had stuff in my garage like most families do. We use garage as storage. But I, I did was, you know, had gathered a lot of things in those five years. But I... If you know my story, I quit my job when I was 29 without having another job and I traveled for three weeks on a solo backpacking trip. It was my first solo trip, my first trip with like just a backpack, my first time in Europe, uh, well, second time in Europe, but real like actually exploring Europe and going to different countries. So it was a big deal, but I had a backpack just for those three weeks and had planned to do laundry, like the bigger like hiking backpacks, but still. And I lived comfortably-ish out of that backpack for the three weeks. So I was just in this very cleansing part of my life because I was leaving this job that made me really unhappy and like starting a new chapter. And symbolically, I was 
doing a lot of shit to kind of like start that next chapter of my life. And one of the things I did before I left was just purge so much stuff. I purged all these like hideous work clothes. I had all these like slacks from Express and I just hated the way I looked in all my work clothes. They just looked frumpy and dumpy and like not cute. And partly I didn't love my body. I didn't know how to dress for my body. And also it just, it's not me. Like I will probably never own slacks again unless it's like super trendy and I wear them like outside of like a business environment just to be like on trend but they were not for me I just hated who I was I literally felt like I was putting on a costume every day when I was going to work which is uh sign number one one of many signs that I was living inauthentically in that job I felt like I had to put on a costume put on a mask and be somebody I wasn't to walk into work every day that's my story maybe not everyone connects with that but anyways I got rid of all those clothes like symbolically I almost like burnt a pair like to be very like symbolic of like fuck you yeah we're done moving on um but I did not so I think I donated yeah donated so much stuff just got rid of a lot of cleaned out like half my closet just got rid of mostly like clothes and things like that that I was just kind of restarting this new chapter of my life and those things are like weighing me down so that was before I went on my trip spent three weeks in Europe came back and was like Um, if I can live out of a fucking backpack for three weeks, I think I can get rid of even more stuff. And I don't remember where in the timeline that I came upon the minimalism guys. And, um, I think I saw their first documentary on Netflix. Now they have two. The first one is much better. I highly recommend it. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but if it is wherever you can find it, try and watch it. It's really good. So it's the story about these two guys that went full minimalist, like, beyond where I will probably definitely where I will ever be um like got rid of every single possession except like a little backpack and stuff and like their homes are just like bare like they don't have pictures books like very very few things um at least at the time of the first documentary I don't know their stories now but anyways watch that documentary and I don't know where in the timeline but got rid of so much stuff in my house like all the clutter and decor like like needless decor not like I need to fill a space like the wall behind me if you're watching on YouTube I have like a um, collage of like pictures that I got from Etsy digital download but um, not stuff like that but like things that just kind of collect dust like naturally that the top of your cabinets in your kitchen if there's a space between the top of your cabinet and the uh, ceiling you'll put like dust collectors so to speak up there and I had a bunch of those up there I took all those down yes they were filled with dust and like greasy dust from your kitchen disgusting so donated all that stuff got rid of so much stuff and it felt so cleansing so healing so freeing there's this very freeing feeling that comes with having fewer things that Uh, are taking up your time and your attention and so from a mindset perspective it is so nice to look around and not have your stuff distract you so for me and I know not everybody is like me um, there are some things that are like scientifically proven and I don't even know if that's for everyone or just people that kind of are wired that way so to speak and I'll get into more of what I mean by that But for me, having a, even if I go into someone else's space, like temporarily, like to visit a friend or stay for a weekend or whatever, and it's a like place with a lot of clutter, I kind of feel even more emotionally drained when I come home. Like I'm an extreme introvert, a pretty, I wouldn't say extreme, but I'm an introvert. So I love my alone time. I love having my um, own space and solitude. That's like my um, like zen place, my spiritual kind of, 
zen yeah just where I can recharge that's the best way to say it recharge my batteries you know as an introvert we need that alone time to recharge and get more energy and I love the reason why I keep my space so minimalistic is for that reason to like clutter is um distracting to my brain and my energy it's like an energy thing too so naturally if I'm spending time with people for your whole weekend or you go over for a long period of time I need that time to come back to my place and just recharge anyways but then when you add the clutter it just creates this added level of like energy suck for me so I got rid of all that stuff and noticed the huge impact it had on not only the pressure, there's this like nagging of like, Dante, you really need to go up there and like clean that dusty shit. Like, Dante, you really need to like dust and take care of this and take care of that. And it's like, I don't have any of that stuff anymore. So you get peace of mind because you're immediately taking something off your checklist. And then it's that visual clutter that leads to mental clutter. And I think it works both ways. So for example, you can't see if you're watching this, the other side of my apartment is very not taking care of like laund- a pile of laundry you need to put away. I have dishes, a lot of dirty dishes in the sink. And um, in the past, I'd be like so mortified if I wouldn't even tell people that. But that's I'm a human being and how so I noticed a pattern for me is when I feel like slightly overwhelmed mentally like there's a lot I'm like processing and trying to work through or definitely if there's things I'm avoiding then I notice my space starts to get more cluttered and more messy right I won't sweep the floors as often I won't do the dishes as often I leave shit out more Um, but when things are when I'm ready to like okay enough of that like the first thing I do is clean my space. When I'm ready to get rid of that mental clutter, the first thing I do is get rid of my physical clutter. So I'll clean my whole apartment and then be like, "Ah, now I'm ready to like do work. And that's my plan for later today. But I do energetic work. If you don't know what that is, it's like when you were working in your spiritually aligned like gifts and your purpose, energy kind of comes and goes and your inspiration kind of comes and goes and so when I feel inspired to create I'm gonna sit the fuck down and create I'm not gonna use dishes or things like that as a distraction to keep me from creating because it's very easy again as a creator and somebody working in like your spiritual gift to use excuses because it's also a vulnerable thing to do it's like a vulnerable thing to put something on YouTube for the first time or even sit down and share things about your life can be very intimidating and scary and so I also use kind of that as a excuse like well let me clean my apartment first and then I will sit down and do the podcast and then that will never happen so no I'm leaving that clutter over there but it's definitely an intention of mine later today to clean that space because I'm ready to also clean my mind like there was just a lot I was processing through work nothing bad just is it just is and again in this kind of work it's things have to like flow through me I'm and I'm learning that because like I am not that person I was like such a type a person when I was in the corporate world of like check the box move on to the next thing like goal oriented and I'm still very goal oriented but it's like I can't control when my goals are going to be accomplished I have to allow things to like flow through me energetically and like process things that I'm working on especially as a coach how can I be guiding other people and encouraging them to work on themselves if I'm not doing the same so I'm constantly working on myself like I am my most important client I am always working on me so that I can become a better coach for my clients and just a better podcast host for all of you. Like I'm hoping the work I do on myself inspires you or helps you out in some way too. So yeah, I'm like 
basically um, incentivized to do it and I that's what one of the things I love so much about the work that I do like it's my job to take care of myself like mentally most importantly and then all the other things right so kind of digress and I do that a lot so if this is your first time welcome um but to get back to the point of clutter so I went to WebMD you know the um holy bible of your health <laughs> health care questions and um you know, but you have to be careful because it's going to tell you you die if you have a headache. But anyways, I just kind of Googled like effects of clutter on the mind. And there was a few articles that I felt WebMD was somewhat credible. So I picked them. And so here are the things that they say that um, how clutter affects the mind body health, etc. Uh, et so one, the first one they mentioned, uh, one of the first ones was that it leads to an increased level of cortisol when you have a cluttered space. And cortisol is that stress hormone. And so when you increase your stress hormone, it's also more difficult to lose weight, to sleep. Um, just there's a lot of, again, it's like this domino effect. So having all this visual clutter does affect your, can affect your stress level. It's also harder for your brain to focus. They mentioned especially if you are somebody with ADHD, which naturally you tend to have more things in your space, I think, especially those creative ADHD types, which I think a lot of them are, not all, but some. And um, you tend to have more things in your space. And they even mentioned like hiring a professional organizer or coach to help you uh, create a more clean, like cohesive, less cluttered space. Because naturally, if you're easy, more easily distracted by things, which somebody with ADHD typically is, then your eye is going to get caught on like all the things that you have around your home and kind of pull you away from maybe the project you're working on in the moment. It's obviously also much easier to find things when you have less things. And so that can lead to decrease stress and distractions and just create a better quality of life. And obviously having more things requires more work to maintain those things like I mentioned, like dusting and um, just taking care of them. And it's also this like, again, pressure on your mental checklist of like, oh yeah, I need to dust. Oh yeah, I need to, especially if you're a collector and you have things like lots of things that require dusting like a shot glass collection or whatever and they just collect a lot of dust quickly even more kind of creates that pressure on your mind of like I got to take care of this I got to take care of this so that's another um, effect also it can I think this is in the more extreme case but I have heard even some of my clients mention this before like a client or two mentioned this is it can lead to like isolation because you're kind of embarrassed depending on how bad you let the clutter go you can be kind of embarrassed of your space and you're less likely to invite people over and to socialize in fear of like their judgment um and then also it can affect your memory. Like they're saying it's so much stuff to keep track of that it kind of pulls you away even from like a memory perspective, which I thought that one was really interesting. And then lastly, the one I want to point out today is uh, it can also affect your your physical health. Like more dust can equal more effects on like your allergies, such as like sneezing, dry eyes, itchy eyes, things like that, which makes total sense because when I'm cleaning my house, I always find myself sneezing more just because there's more dust and particles in the air. So naturally, if you've allowed that to collect for a long period of time and you have more things with more dust to collect on them, um, then that can lead to more effects like itchiness and uh, runny nose or sneezing and all those things, which I was like, that makes total sense. I've never really thought of it from that perspective. 
So I just think it's so important from a mindset perspective, and then obviously these other effects are also very important, but from a mindset perspective, I find it my personality type to... I find it really hard to focus and be productive and it just leads to this feeling of overwhelm. And I don't know what happens. I think it's like a little bit of the chicken or the egg. I think for me, I get overwhelmed, like I said, mentally first and then my space tends to reflect that. And it's this like cycle that I've just learned to accept that when I'm feeling good, my space looks good and I try to maintain that for as long as I can. And then when I start to see it slip, like the dishes pile up, the dirty clothes pile up or whatever it is, then that's a sign of like, oh, Dante, like you're also mentally slipping a little bit too. And I used to really beat myself up about this. Like I, if you don't know me, I'm really hard on myself. That's something I'm working on. Um, my worthiness, my self-esteem, my confidence, and really like accepting myself for who I am, not physically as well, which is difficult, but just who I am, like as a person. And I don't like hate myself by any means. I know on some levels I'm this awesome fucking person, but I am also working on improving that. So I am really hard on myself. So when I would slip into those patterns of my space becoming more and more messy and cluttered, I would be, um, that's like a, a kind of an alarm and alert, like beep, 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 like <laughs> things are, you know, being processed in your mind and your space is reflective of that and like I said I used to be like oh my god you're lazy how come you can never just keep your place fucking clean Dante like what is it why are you lazy why can't you like why do you get overwhelmed so quick and now I know oh my gosh like I love I love myself like on a lot of levels I really do and that's not going to be helpful for me and I'm not lazy. You are not lazy. There, laziness is, it's never that you are lazy why you are not doing something. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always a reason why that is separate from laziness. Just take that out of your vocabulary completely as it pertains to, well, really anyone, but definitely yourself. Um, It's not laziness. There's always something else going on there. There's avoidance. There's fear. There's procrastination, which is a form of fear. Um, perfectionism, which can also be a form of fear. There is something generally you are avoiding or path of least resistance right it's easier to just leave it than to address it and take care of it so now I'm like okay you're dealing with some shit like let's see how long this takes and sometimes I need that push of that external person being like hey I'm gonna come over and I'm like oh shit I gotta like, clean up my place and that's sometimes that like kick in the ass I need uh, which is sometimes perfect timing to like get my me back on track to like getting my space in order uh, so that's just my process and something I've noticed about me. Something I talk a lot about on this podcast is getting to know yourself. And you have one job on this earth is to know and love yourself more than anybody else. And we're not really taught. We're not taught at all how to do that. And I'm here to like empower and encourage you. So not pressure you, but empower and encourage you to do that, to get to know yourself, what things you like, what things you don't like, what things make you high vibe, give you energy, make you excited, make you feel this natural high, which things drain you, which things are you afraid of? Do you avoid? Like, what are those trends? Like, start noticing those trends. Um, that's something I like to do with my clients is that's what's coaching is so cool is I'm I, I'm kind of like holding up a mirror to them and helping them see things about them they didn't realize. And I love pointing out those things in a loving, you know, way on, hey, I've noticed this trend. Let's talk about it. And sometimes they don't see that. And it's a very like aha moment. It's very powerful and 
awesome to be a part of. Um, so get to know yourself and what makes you thrive and be productive and what makes you avoid and kind of feel maybe anxious or feel that pressure on yourself. And then, you know, eventually learn how to work through those things. Easier said than done. But just focus right now on the intention of getting to know yourself. And that's the first step to anything you want to do with your life is setting intention. So we'll talk more about minimalism really quick too. And if that's something you are interested in is just set the intention. You don't have to do anything. It's just I'm going to be intentional about learning more about minimalism or I'm going to be intentional about learning more about myself. And you'll be presented with opportunities to do those things if you are open and creating that intention. And it's I think it's really helpful in regards to getting to know yourself to create um, notes in your notes app on your phone of like I things you really know about yourself. So, you know, I don't like um, when my house is cluttered, I know that my mind is generally cluttered and it's just a reflection of what's going on inside of me. That's something I've learned about myself and I know that to be true. So get to know yourself. I want to talk now a little bit about what minimalism even is in the extreme version. It's like getting rid of fucking everything. And so I'm not saying that's for anyone, let alone for you. I don't practice that. Um, I currently, to give you some you know, context. I live in a 350 square foot studio apartment. So yes, if you're watching this on YouTube, that is my bedroom. And yes, this is my office. And yes, they are practically touching. Um, and my kitchen and my living room and everything are just right over there. And so uh, it is even more imperative. I sell that because it's even more imperative for me to keep my space as clutter free as possible. So I have very little decor in my house, but I still think it feels warm and cozy because it's tiny and it doesn't need a lot of decor. So I have like very few things as decoration. And if I do, they're hanging on the walls or I have, um, like plants. So I don't try to keep a lot of um, like vases or little mementos of things. Uh, For me, here's a minimalism hack is I take a lot of pictures of things. So if I get a birthday card that's really meaningful, more the message inside than the actual card, right? The thought that somebody put into writing the message. There's a few I physically save, but most I just take a photo and keep the photo because it's much less clutter than keeping like a paper card. Um, I've gotten rid of um, high school yearbooks. I know people are going to be like, I, to give you again more context, I didn't grow up in that town. And so high school was a good experience for me. I had a good time. Um, But I'm not, I don't even talk to any of those people anymore. And so I just put like thought about it. And um, I've also moved around quite a bit. And those are really heavy books to take with you and uh it's just not something I cared necessarily about like the messages were very nice but um there was not like I said there's not somebody if I had like a childhood best friend that was still in my life I think I might take photos of those letters or those notes and probably still have chucked the yearbooks and part of me for like half a second I was like oh I should say this for my kids but high school was such an insignificant part of my life like I wasn't one of those that like loved and lived and died for high school and um, I, I had a much better time in college. Like I wish there was a thing as like a college yearbook. Um, and I have plenty of pictures. Oh my gosh, so many pictures because camera phones were a thing and just digital cameras were so much easier to, to access and upload and all the things. So that's the memories I really want to share more with my kids and um, than necessarily high school. But that's my story. That's just 
one example. I also have a rule of when I purchase something, I try and get rid of something. And I don't always do that. Shoes is where I do that the most just because, again, I do have limited space here. But that's something I started even when I had a three-bedroom house that had plenty of space. Is So if I buy a new pair of shoes, I try and get rid of a pair of shoes. Um, I'm not as... Um, religious about that when it comes to clothes but when I do start noticing a lot of clothes in my closet I get rid of the ones I haven't been wearing and I'm a purger by nature so it is easier for me I understand to get rid of things like it's almost too easy like I love getting rid of shit like it just feels like a cleanse like so I understand there's people that have like emotional connections to things and that is a mindset. So that's something you absolutely, if you are intentional about it and you want to, some of you are like, fuck you, I love my stuff. Good for you. Enjoy your stuff. I'm not trying to pressure you or sway you to my side, the dark side. Um, it's just about um, helping you understand like different perspectives and if it ha- makes you happy and you don't want to change it, then don't change it. But if you are noticing that it is kind of overwhelming to look around and see a lot of stuff, then it's a mindset thing. There's something holding you back from getting rid of those things. And it's either a mindset about money, like I paid money for those things and I don't want to get rid of it. That's worth a lot of money. Um but you are too overwhelmed to sell it. Or sometimes it's an emotional kind of response of, oh, this meant so much to me, even though it's a thing. Um, And then I would argue like to take a picture potentially. But again, if that was my client, and this is not something I've even really worked with clients on, but I'm definitely open to it, is is the why. Why is this block? Why do you have this block? Um, Why do you find the need to have all these things? And um, sometimes it's like a fear-based response. Like when I was growing up, I didn't have like period, I didn't have period. And so now that I'm older, it's like I want all these things because like the fear of like not having is kind of there in your subconscious. So I think there's so many reasons why people have clutter or even there's people that are actual like legitimate hoarders and there's mental illness and trauma usually there. That's like, you know, the one extreme and I'm not really even talking about that example for today's purposes. It's just about that like general household clutter um, that tends to get overwhelming. And another hack you can do for just minimalizing your closet or minimizing your closet is um, they say to like turn all your hangers the opposite way that they are now. And after a season is over, so after winter is finished, and if you didn't churn a hanger during the whole winter season of your of that winter item, then it's time to donate it to let it go because all went all winter passed and you never once wore that coat um it's time to get rid of it and I know people have this mentality of like things are going to come back in style they will but it's generally 20 years uh the timeline for things to come back so if you want to keep something 20 years sure um I have no don't do it but if you really really want to uh, definitely there's like one or two I think key pieces of things if you you if you paid like a lot of money for them like I don't know their designer or something like that and you want to keep them for your children that's beautiful you know put them in a storage bin and hide them under your bed like it, it doesn't need to be in your space creating that mental clutter and that mental kind of clutter response in you um but generally yeah 20 years and so when things come back like the next year it it's tweaked enough that you have to kind of buy the new thing unless you are buying classic pieces for your wardrobe like a classic denim a classic white tee a classic leather jacket a classic boot winter boot like 
then yeah, absolutely keep those things. Like there are people that have something called capsule wardrobes, which is 20 items and you can create like lots of combinations from that. I'm not that person, um, but that does exist. That is a thing. So lots of ways you can declutter your house and therefore declutter your mind. So I would encourage you to pick one space in your home. And again, if you're new here, I try to always have an an ask or like a homework assignment or how you can apply this to your life. I always want to make it applicable or I'm all about providing self-development, self-improvement, inspirational, motivational content, but I want you to do something with it. They call it shelf help books because a lot of people read them and put them back on the shelf. They don't actually apply them to their lives. And I want this to be different. I want you to do something with this content if you feel so led, inclined, um, not to overwhelm you or pressure you, but just to have it here as an option. So I would encourage you this week to pick one space in your home, whether it's your beauty products in the bathroom, it's your shoes, it's your winter clothes as winter's coming to an end, instead of putting them in bins like clothes you never wore all winter, donate those clothes and just keep the ones that you did wear and you are excited to wear for next winter. So pick one item in your house and just declutter, kind of get rid of those things. And if you want a second assignment or um, way to work on this, or maybe you're not ready to get rid of things, you wanna focus on like the getting to know you part, start noticing trends of like when your home is getting a little bit out of control for you, whatever that means. For those of you that are listening, I had air quotes on out of control, cause like it depends on what that means for you. Like my level of out of control might be very different than yours. So for you, when you feel things are like getting a little bit out of control where it's starting to now affect your mental kind of well-being, notice trends. What are you processing mentally that week? Or is, did you have a hard week at work? Did you have a hard week at home? Are you pressuring yourself? Are you, do you have a big deadline? Are you new to online dating? And that's like a really raw, vulnerable, scary place to be. Like start noticing those trends and keeping track of them to see if, um, there is some themes of things that you could work on and work through so that your space doesn't take a hit every time that you're working through that thing. And it's okay if it does, but if that's something you wanna change, that's one way to do it. So I hope this was helpful. Again, I'm so excited to now be on YouTube. I hope you'll join me again and subscribe. And I'm grateful to each and every one of you listening and watching. Thank you so much for being with me for this episode of Classy AF. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.